Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple, and I'm a little bit hyped. Me and Steve have been before, as always, in dream space talking about podcasting and how big it's going to be and how people don't really, really fully understand the magnitude of the power of podcasting when it comes to growing your business, delivering your message, making money. It's huge. It's big. And... um but I'm gonna use I'm gonna use our conversation to roll into check out philipwashingtonjr.com. I created a how to build a clientele using podcasting course. Got a couple of free videos on there for you to check out. You don't have to give your information; just check it out, philipwashingtonjr.com. And also, if you're interested in uh, being a sponsor for a series of some episodes on wealth building made simple, shoot me an email at philip at philipwashingtonjr. Dot com. That's Junior Jr. Not the not the word spelled out. But let's roll into um, understanding. Uh, I call it relative value, but a technical name is like asset prices and and how they uh, really understanding asset pricing. And so, what what you want to understand at least when you're when you when we're operating on like this plane, like this world, this reality we live in. Everything is relative. So when we say uh, this this coffee costs whatever six seven dollars, it's like the the unit of value is like what is this relative to U.S. dollars? Well, it's seven to one, right? Seven to one cup of this coffee uh, is how you do it. If you want to do division, right? And back in math, you go seven U.S. dollars at the top with a you know division bar, and under it is one cup of this coffee, right? So it's like relative pricing that's why we learned that division and fractions in school guys it wasn't it wasn't just to bore you uh and and so uh what the the question that comes up is philip what backs assets or money like what what backs the value of something um and and i love asking a question in the seminar some you know especially when it's relative to money some people will say or most people say gold and I'll, and I'll say, ah, the dollar hasn't been backed by gold since like 1971. But but even if it was backed by gold, okay, what is gold backed by? And then they'll go, huh, right? And the the answer is the value of anything is only backed by faith. Right? Everything is backed by faith, uh, technically. And I won't go down that path, but like money, for sure, is only backed by faith because like they're only pieces of paper. Most of the money is digital anyway. Uh and so it's it's backed by faith. And when something goes up in value, the the faith in it the faith in it uh, has gone up, right? When it goes down, the faith in it has go goes down. And again, it's relative to um, to what we're pricing it in. So most things that we talk about as Americans and really around the world is the value of something priced in. U.S. dollars. So, if uh, if if 
home and, and I'm gonna use an example of like home values, right? That that'll that'll make a lot more sense. <laughs> so the price of a home in 2012, the average price was something like two hundred thousand dollars. And so meaning like yeah, like it it took two hundred dollars to buy like one unit of an average home in the United States. Of course, in different areas, it's different prices, and, and we know that, but that was the price. Now, you fast forward that to today, and the average price is $440,000. And so what that means is that unit of a home went up in value relative to the U.S. dollar. So people have more faith in the price of real estate than they did in uh, the price of a dollar. People might say, okay, yeah, no, makes sense. I completely get it. Um, but when you're when you are a individual and you are storing your value in multiple asset classes, you have different choices of places where you want to store your long-term value, which over time is gonna represent your relative wealth. And so, for example, let's 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 look at the price of a home in SP shares using the SP price. And in the price of Bitcoin to give you like an example. And but it's the same math, right? So if I look up, if I want to price a home in 2012, right, it was 200 US dollars, but it was about $166 if you priced it in SP shares, right? And how do you do that? Well, you take the $200,000, you divide it by the price of the SP 500 in 2012, which is about 1200 and you get uh, $166, right? Same as the same calculation you did with the home. So it costs about $166 for a home, for one unit of home, if you priced it in, in, in S&P shares. If you priced the, the price of a home in Bitcoin in 2012, it cost you, it cost you, you know, 40,000, right? 40,000, um, you know, basically uh, Bitcoin to purchase uh, you know, to purchase one home then because because the price of Bitcoin at that point in time for one Bitcoin is like $5. And so you take 200,000, you divide it by five and you get 40,000 units to buy one home, right? So S&P 166 shares to buy one home, Bitcoin 40,000 units, 40,000 Bitcoin to buy one home in 20, 2012. Fast forward to today, Right, the dollar value I said was four hundred forty thousand dollars. So those four hundred forty thousand individual units of dollars to buy one home, right? So it appreciated relative to uh, dollars. Uh, if you look at the S and P, it actually cost you uh, only a hundred and twenty shares, right? So meaning the the if if you stored your wealth at S and P shares. It's cheaper to buy a home today than it was 10 years ago, right? It went it went down. You'd need like something like 46 less shares to buy a home today, right? Follow me on that. If you don't get the math, just understand 166 is more than 120. So the price of buying a home, if you stored your value in shares, is cheaper. If you stored your, 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 your value in cash, in dollars, right? It got more expensive to buy a home. If you stored it in S&P shares, it's cheaper. Now, if you stored your value over the last decade in Bitcoin, the price of a home went from you needing 40,000 Bitcoin to buy a home 
to only 23 Bitcoin to buy a home. Today, you need 23 bit Bitcoin uh, at today's prices, which is around 19000 to buy a home today. So the price of a home went down significantly if you stored your wealth in Bitcoin. And, and, and why is that important? Because 10 years from now, right, you're still going to want to buy more things. You're going to want to buy homes, real estate. You're going to want to buy goods and services. You're going to want to buy energy. And so some of the money that you uh, have is for spending for today. Some of the money is spending for next month. Some of the money is spending for at the end of the year. But the majority of the money that you're going to spend if you plan to live a long life is going to be a decade or more from life. And so when you're investing, you want to think about, hey, how do I position my assets in places that are going to make me more relatively wealthy? And that's the most important part, like relatively wealthy, because you can choose to keep your money in cash and 10 years from now, right, that cash is going to be worth less than just about everything else that you want to purchase. Uh, all things being equal with history, the, the S and P five hundred is 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 showing trends of being a a good uh, place to store relative wealth, right? Um, um, m- m- you know, barely beat uh, homes, but uh, but a decent a decent place to store your your wealth. Um, Bitcoin is has been seen as the better value. Now let me let me give you the underlining behind why this happened so you so you don't have to distrust what I'm saying. So I like to organize asset classes in my mind and in like the four different generations, right? Um, because like that's that's the circle of life. And this is this is not an ageism thing. Like anybody can invest in any generation's asset class, but I want to give an example of like what's happening. So if you organize into four generations, you can say, all right, what were the new asset classes or the um, you know, the the asset classes that grew a lot uh, for each generation, right? So for people people who are roughly a 75 to 100, that was things like AT&T stock, oil and gas companies, uh, U.S. Treasury bonds, right? You can go look at history and, and look at that. Um, you know, today, those asset classes are not really yielding a ton, uh, but... but uh, that time period ago, those were like great asset classes to own. Asset classes of the economy of the next generation, which is uh, 50 to 75, you know, that's the boomer-ish, you know, uh, generation. That's like IBM, the futures market, uh, McDonald's, Walmart, like that that economy that was built out around like, the, I call it like the suburbs economy. And the futures was like just the new money system. But but that economy uh, made a lot of wealth for that generation. Again, Walmart, McDonald's, you know, they've done better than AT&T, uh, but they, relative to the next generation asset classes, are slower growth assets. 25 to 50, that's Gen X and Millennials. That's going to be the Amazons, the Apple, the Facebook, the Google, the Microsoft Netflix. I know you nerds that they're going. Oh, hey, Microsoft and Apple were around for the boomers. Yeah, but they like got ran into the relative ground and they got recreated in this newer generation. Um, so I put them in twenty-five to fifty generation uh, for those asset classes. And then you look at the zero to twenty-five, right? And that generation is 
Bitcoin, crypto, NFTs. I talked to a buddy of mine and I was like, hey, when you understand this, this complex, then you understand nobody zero to 25 has any conflict in their mind about Bitcoin, crypto, NFT being money. Right. They play video games all day long and they are used to digital money and it's not a mental jump for them. Right. The 20 to 50, you know, it's it's divided. You know, most of them are getting to understand it at this stage, but they're not fully set in. You have all the resistance, you know, in the 50 and up uh, crowd. But what ends up happening is like the circle of life happens. Right. So one generation dies off and transfers wealth. Right. The other generation um, loses power and influence. The younger generations get older and the asset classes that they appreciate um, get more valuable. Think of it like fashion. Right. Um, or music. You know, the 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 the, the music changes. Right. Uh, and everybody's perception of what is music is relative to their generation. Um, the, 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 the best people are those that are open-minded and can appreciate all generations, right. And understand where they fit in the complex of what they're trying to do. And that's a whole conversation where it comes to music, fashion or money, you know, but the point is like, once you understand that mind frame, then you go, okay, my problem with not seeing what's going on is my resistance, right? What generation am I in? Okay. This is why I favor this, right? So if I want to, if you want to make a lot of money, you want to invest in the newest generation stuff that you can that you can understand. Uh, and, and, and that literally is a formula. You can look at that over time of what provides the longest term best returns over time. And so I, I hope this helps. I want to break it down simple and not into the technical fashion It's really just a, uh, a way of dividing things in a generation and then understanding over time as the generation gets older and they and, and their faith becomes a bigger part of the faith of society, then those asset classes become the more valuable asset classes. And so I hope this helps. Uh, until next week, y'all enjoy your week. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.